I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Daddy said. No daddy talk. This is not turn me on. This is Sick Boy Podcast of the E1 Podcast Network. Hi-o! And today we've got a host episode. Host episode. And also Brandon's here. Hey, what's up? Hey, hey Brandon. How's, <laughs> how's it going, everybody? Uh, if you don't know Brandon, uh, then you now you do. Uh, Brandon's been on the show, I think, more than any other guest. We've yeah. had on the show. Yeah, Is Brandon going to be like the color guy? You know. Um, Do you remember your your episode titles? Did you say uh, the color guy? E- yeah. Oh fuck! What like were the they? Color. I remember the one, the second one you helped me come up with. You liked Attack of the Bones for some reason. That's right. Oh, it of reminded Bones. you of Attack of the Clones. That's right. Yeah, that was a good title. Um, thank you. I think my first the one. First was, one was. Ooh. Oh, I remember now. I was. I finished. Uh, it wasn't when I finished my blog post with. It was like. I kicked out cancer's ass. What did you do today or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Anyway, if you haven't listened to it, go back. Brandon, our bud, uh, uh, lost his leg to cancer, and then the cancer came back, and we did episodes for both of those. And now he's got this fucking bitchin' Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius? Picorius? Pistorius? You shouldn't call I shouldn't, it. I yeah. Even, Just because <clears throat> the guy shot someone 17 times through a bathroom door doesn't mean we can't mention his I name. I just feel like somebody with an amputated leg or everybody with an amputated leg doesn't want Oscar Pistorius as their like, why, why? Yeah. Like, Hey, you well, kinda, you're like that Oscar guy now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, uh, in some ways, but I, not in all ways. I would have said... Terry Fox. But Terry Fox, let's be real. Look at this fucking fake leg right now, Brian. Yeah, I know. and then yeah. look at the videos of what yeah. Terry Fox was running on. That guy was might fucking well mad. A, might as well have been a peg. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like crazy. Rubber bands and shit. <laughs> it's like, this is from space. What is that? It, it looks like it's made out of like um, graphene. Yeah, like yeah, like like techni for graphene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <It's laughs> number nine. Engineered, engineered by NASA. Yeah, it does Yo, look yeah. like that. Uh, or Elon Musk made it, but Ooh. one or the other. Can we just take a second? Can we just take a fucking sec? You know what? I didn't watch that video that you sent yesterday about Elon Musk. I'm going to play it right now. I did. I'm going to play it right now. Uh, I love it. All you need to do is hear it. I had the proudest moment I've... I've proudest moment i've ever had coaching little kids this uh this 14 year old kid came up to me today and was like hey brian have you seen this elon musk video and i was like i have it's awesome and now i appreciate you more little child i'm gonna play it for you right now taylor (laughs) yeah dude the guy is he's he's tony stark he is of of our of real life so someone made this video of of him 
And I'm gonna, they, we're going to play gonna, it. Are they going to read this tweet? We're going to play it right now. Play it. About a year ago, Elon Musk was sitting in traffic in Los Angeles and thought about how cool it would be if he built a tunnel under the city. So he built a tunnel under the city, and then he started selling hats for his tunnel. 50,000 hats later, he got bored with hats and switched the hats out for flamethrowers. He sold 20,000 of those. And then five days later, he tied his car up to the most powerful rocket ever made and shot it into fucking space. <laughs> Okay. Oh god! I didn't know he was selling flamethrowers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did. I didn't hear 20, about that. Twenty thousand flamethrowers yeah, the, sold out in a day. Is it legal to sell? Flamethrowers? So well, here's the thing with it. Yeah, it it, it, it it only it's considered a torch because yes. a flamethrower has to have like a length. Like a certain amount of feet of flame to be considered an actual flamethrower. Okay. I think his is only like a foot or something less than that, so it's only considered a torch. But he was having trouble with uh, customs shipping in places because it was called a flamethrower, so he had to call it the flamethrower, not a flamethrower. No, no, it's the yeah, it's the boor- yeah, right, the boring flamethrower, not a flamethrower. So did he? Uh- what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How so, much was one of the flamethrowers? Uh, Five hundred bucks each. And he sold 20,000 of them in like a day. Dude, Dude he I could s- make a fucking dildo that doesn't even look like a real dick and it would sell 50 million th- copies of oh, it. Yeah. Well, if it pleasured sure. the right spots, I'm sure he could. I'm well, sure I mean, even if it didn't, they would sell. Yeah, it's exactly. Elon Musk. That's what I'm saying. He's he, Tony Stark. He doesn't, people just don't even give a fuck. Like, how many people do you think bought that flamethrower who could not give less of a fuck about a flamethrower? If I had known about it, I would have. I missed out. I, 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 when I found out they sold out, it was it was too late. People and just want to make people just want to see him succeed at all the crazy. I guess it's fucking crazy. people in California are really upset about it though because of like all the fires that they've recently had and well, the forest fires. Well, don't take it out into like, dry woods and shoot the tree. But I've seen yeah. memes like Elon Musk probably started these fires. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny, and he's probably having a good laugh about that because he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm a billionaire. Yeah. Uh, Jer, I'm really. Aiken to know you sent you sent us a, a text message earlier today and you were oh, like yeah. hey just send an email off to a few other people who we work with and it's it might be important for you to read but don't read it yet because I want to okay. talk to you about it on this episode okay. so I'm dying to know what that email is about because it could be work related and it gives me anxiety All there right. are several things that I want to touch on on today's host episode uh, all of them have to do with health related things and so Let's dive into this one right now. Okay. Paul Alexander is a polio survivor who spends nearly all day, every day, inside his iron lung at home in Dallas, Texas. The disease paralyzed Paul from the neck down, so the machine helps him breathe by using negative pressure to force his body to take in air. He was only six years old when he caught polio in 1952, one of the worst outbreak years in U.S. history. When I first drank polio, this dude lives in this fucking machine. Whoa. What? So an iron lung is this... Over the next five days... Loss. So for those of you who can't see this, an iron lung is basically a giant um, s- cylinder about the size of like like two hot water tanks for like a for like a, a regular home jammed together. And this dude 
who had polio back in like the 1950s when he was a uh, like a 10 year old kid has been living in this iron lung since then. It still works. That's crazy. It's still yeah, like it still works. So in the video, when you watch the video, they haven't like amped up the technology. <laughs> well, in the video, the iron lung starts to give out, oh, and fuck. and no one know no one fucking knows how to work an iron lung. Yeah, the guys so his, who made it are dead. His, yeah. his nephew or 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 something like that, or his son made a YouTube video calling for help, saying, "Hey, does anyone know how to like? We need someone to help us." Um, update this iron lung to like mechanically make it more sound. And there was this mechanic who lived in Dallas. This is where this guy's from who came over to his house and basically engineered this iron lung to like, you know, up to standard to like work today. And this guy who's old as shit, he's like in his fucking like Like 40s, 70s or whatever, (laughs) however, however old he is, he's, he's lived in this thing pretty much his entire life. Dude, watch at the end. He he's writing a memoir. Well, wait, I dude, I know nothing about this iron lung. I mean, other than he. So in it. okay, so what it is is it's this, this giant machine. It looks like the yellow vac- submarine. It, it uses yeah, vacuum pressure to force his body to breathe because his body can't breathe. He doesn't have a diaphragm, so oh, he can't shit. like breathe in and breathe out. So this thing uses vacuum pressure. And and if you look at it, it's just his head poking out of the top of this machine. So is it like it's like pushing in his his like his torso and like expanding it? It just like it like vacuum like pulls like sucks in and out in and out. Whoa! So, so this video shit. is absolutely fucking wild. This guy's lived in this thing his entire life, and he lives in Dallas, Texas. And in March, we're going to be in Austin, Texas. I don't think this guy's going to be around for that much longer. You know, he's like quite an old man. And if it's at all possible, I want to find out a way for us to, A, track him down, and B, drive a few hours up to Dallas and fucking do a recording with this guy. Because here's the crazy thing. When you watch the video, you find out that he became a super successful lawyer what from living in this fucking machine no yeah yeah he's writing a memoir he writes it with a like it's like a ruler that he puts in his mouth and he's used elastics to tie this little like pencil to the ruler and he uses that pencil to move a mouse around clicking and clicking and then typing with the ruler all in his mouth no it's wild it's the craziest fucking thing i've ever seen so if you haven't seen the video, go check it out. Could there be another polio epidemic in the U.S.? It's a Gizmodo video. Well, I still haven't seen it, so we'll watch it. Watch We're not going to watch. We're not. I'm not going to sit here and fucking I, watch no, seven should, minutes of it while we're recording. Seven minutes, dead silence. Yeah, absolutely not. Okay, so <clears throat> on to some topics that I wanted to touch on. I've been having a fucking shitty couple of weeks. Got real sick. So this, the last month has just been like bullshit. I got. Wicked bad strep throat. Yeah, on antibiotics. I, I feel like I heard about this on Ooh. Sick Boy podcast. We did talk about it a little bit. <laughs> Just I think I think I on, a, on an episode. Yeah, I got it when over over Christmas break, like into the first oh, little bit of January. I didn't know that. Uh, Maybe I did. I wasn't listening. It was hardcore. Then I was good for a few days, and then I got a wicked bad lung infection on vacation in Whistler. Oh, you did? Didn't do a gone. single thing. 
Oh no! Got really? to Whistler, laid in the bed the entire fucking trip. Oh no! Fuck. So I was on antibiotics for that. Get home. Yeah, I'm so about a week and a half later, I'm home feeling better. I'm going, oh my god, guys, this is it. Bouncing back, gonna be like regular old Jer. And then I throw my back out so severely, so severely that I have to crawl everywhere, and my body contorts into this like fucking C shape. And I'm like rounding. I'm walking around like a fucking gargoyle. And the worst pain, I'm like popping morphine. Like it, it was severe. Morphine because you had it. Because I had some left over. Not because someone prescribed it. No, no. It wasn't given to me. <clears throat> then in the midst of that, okay, in the midst of having my back thrown out, I get like food poisoning or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I spend... I love how they're not related to CF. It's just like you got a bad... Dude, (laughs) all of these things are completely different. I spend a full 24 hours power puking so hard Mm -hmm. that I bust all the blood vessels in my face. Ooh. Mm. Jeez, you're white now. And while I'm puking, I'm going, oh my God, my fucking back. Dude, my back, this is going to make my back a million... I'm never going to walk again. Like, this is going to make my back a million times worse this is going to be such a long recovery. Jeez, Brandon, that sounds awful, eh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so bad. Yeah, how's that one leg doing over there? Yeah, without you know it, what? I can't go anywhere. <laughs> With one fake leg and one real leg, you could walk a million times better than I could have walked with my fucked up back. I it's, know. I've, it's I've true, been there. dude. I've it's been true. There. So I'm thinking I'm fucked my back up like permanently now, but I power puked so hard that I sort of put my back back into place. It was like that episode of The Simpsons where... He rolls over the garbage can. Yeah, someone pushes him into a garbage can, and it's like he becomes the like garbage can chiropractor, yeah. and everyone just goes to his house, and he's like pushing Mo into the garbage That's can. That's one of the most memorable episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, I know. But I wasn't fully better, okay? So th- this is... the And this is going somewhere. Uh, bear with me. I hope so. I, I wasn't fully better, so I went to go see an osteopath, and this was like when I was really bad. She... You know, she worked me, kind of beat me up a bit, helped a little, but didn't fully help. Had the power puking thing was like, oh, my God, like I'm not in excruciating pain anymore. This is amazing, but I'm still super stiff and there's still pain. Then someone overhears me at the flotation center who works there. uh, Dr. Tara Lance. I know Tara well. She's a naturopathic naturopathic doctor and a neuro... Uh, I'll look it up. Someone look it up while we're, while we're talking about this, what her credentials are, but she goes, um, Hey, do you, you know, I don't mean to like give you unsolicited, um, uh, help, but do you want to come in and try this thing called Bowen technique? I've had her do that on me. And I was like, uh, yeah, for me when my back was fucked. Okay. So this is going to be interesting because it was a long, it was a long time ago now. So she was like, come in and do it. And I said, sure, whatever. I figured I'm going in for. Some sort of like tissue, like alteration, you know, like digging into my muscles, fucking pushing into me, whatever. So she brings me into the room, lays me down and she starts at my, at like the back of my thigh. And so she basically takes her thumb, puts it on the back of my thigh, like on the middle of my hamstring. And it's like she was drawing a line, um, like as lightly as one could mm, from one soft. side to the other. Very soft, like hardly any pressure at all. So like, like felt good or felt, you know, it's it like a, wasn't it's... enough pressure to feel either of those. Really? Oh, wow. So mm. she goes, boop. 
and then does it to the other side, exact same spot on the other side. Boop. And then... And she said, expecto patronum. She walks out of the room for two minutes. Are we going to keep that two-minute pause in there? (laughs) It was a little pregnant pause for dramatic effect. Two minutes of absolutely nothing. Comes back in, does the same thing, but this time, like, on my back. Runs her finger, does the other side, runs her finger, and then exits the room for two minutes. She does this again and again and again. Exits the room for two minutes for about, I'd say, 15 times. Like 10 to 15 times. For 15,000 times. You know, she came back six months later and my back felt better. 15 times? It was, it was about like 10 or 15, dude. She it, did this it was to me like, like three or four years ago, and now I can't remember how many times she did that. I, I'm, I'm, I swear I'm not exaggerating. I was like, that had to have been about like between 10 to 15, okay. which is a good chunk of time. And then the last one, she comes in, she does my neck, and she goes, okay, I'm going to leave the room now for a little bit longer. And so she left for about five minutes. Now, I, I go into this with like a very open mind. And I also go into this with her having said, this is not energy work. This is not like akin to Reiki, which I'm glad she said that because you I would, think Reiki is... You would have been put off by that. Is, I think energy work is, is to placebo. a degree, placebo. some bullshit. You know, there's some bullshittery. Yeah, it's placebo. I think there's a mental benefit. A hundred percent. The person sure. is invested mentally in it. Sure. To a degree. Yeah. To a degree. Um, so she said, this is not energy work. People, you know, people have this association with it that it might be, but it's not. I said, okay, great. So she leaves, gives me five minutes. And this is the end of the procedure. And the whole time I'm there and I'm going open mind, open mind, just be open, be open. In that five minute period where she left, I'm really, really relaxed and I don't fall asleep, but I go into this like, like trance, like sub sleep state where I start to like have a dream, but like my eyes are kind of like half open, but it's like crazy nightmare, like the scariest visions and like so unsettling and fucked up. And then she comes back in. She's like, all right, we're all done. Like, you can come, come into the, like, the office. Right I'm like, okay, cool. And I come out. And I'm like, holy fuck. And dude, my body felt unbelievable. It was, I, I was totally expecting at the end to be like, that did, that did nothing. And it did a surprising amount of like, f- like physical sensation of like pockets of, the, of release in my body that I didn't even realize I was holding tension. So what what is it then? Because if she's if it's like so it's like such- a, it's like a it's it's a superficial like stimulation of the of the fascia of like connective tissue. I think that's the it's 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 not it's not looking to affect deep deep tissue. It's super super superficial. Like it's it's all outer tissue, which I don't know. I have I have no idea. But like. Well, Dr. Tara Lance has additional training in Bowen therapy, craniosacral therapy, psychosomatic energetics, and IV nutritional therapy. Well, I mean, craniosacral, so it says she has a training, in, training in craniosacral as well, which craniosacral therapy is kind of like a fundamental in, um, in uh, work that osteopaths do. I, th- I think it has some foundation yeah, on osteopathy. Yeah, pretty sure it does. Um, and... Like osteopathy, I've been, I'm, I've totally bought into osteopathy, uh, and it, 
as well is very is very non-invasive. It's there's there's very like there's no aggressive movements. It's all fairly light touching and you know looking at the body from like as a whole system and the connective tissue that how <coughs> doing something to your shoulder can affect the way that you walk on your left foot and like all this stuff and how the whole system works as one. Um, I remember having that done and that was actually the first day that I met Lindsay. Uh, they were living together and I went over to Terrace House and she gave me this, uh, the owner of the there. flotation center. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember now what the effect was because I remember having a similar thought process during it going, what is this doing? But then I remember being very pleased afterwards, but I, I can't remember exactly whether I was like, Oh, I feel better or whether I was, just kind of I, I, I like can't, euphoric or something. I can't remember enough to, to speak to it really in terms of how I felt about it. But I remember having a similar thought process and being and and not leaving going, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. Like I wasn't I wasn't in that headspace yeah. when I left. Um, Dude, you know what it reminded yeah. me of? The, it, was, it was from throwing my back out too. It reminded me of the the five point palm exploding heart technique <laughs> from Kill Bill. That's my favorite. You know, thing. it's like this is like I'll touch it here, 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 and now you take five steps and you die. <clears throat> that should have been. That should. It just makes like, no sense. Well, I'd poop my if I step if I take a step forward. Well, I poop my. Pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. but I want to say thank you, Tara Lance, uh, for for that. And if anybody's looking to um, experience it, which I highly recommend it. Uh, the flotation center here in Halifax is where she works out of. So mm-hmm. definitely go check that shit out. There you go. I was all, this was also brought to my attention. Uh, someone sent me a link the other day to this thing called, it's a toy that's, that simulates pimple popping. So oh, it's Jesus. basically for people who are super into pimple popping or like watching pimple popping videos. Oh, and it's gross. this, uh, it's this like little piece piece of like skin colored, um, flat piece of plastic and goes- or like rubber. And it's got all these little holes that look oh. like really large, um, pores. Oh, no. And there's, it doesn't there's like things, does it? Oh yeah, dude. Oh. You pop this thing. And it pushes it right out. Dude, that is so gnarly. Popping pimples makes me salivate. Mm. Oh, I mean, I get, I get. Oh, like, there's the video of it. Oh, dude, nasty. dude, I get the satisfaction. I just like. The video is called Pimple Popping Satisfaction. Do you only do it once? No, it's got all, it's like bubble wrap. Oh, oh my oh God, my God dude. dude. That it is looks, so nasty. Oh. It looks very accurate. Oh my God. Oh, it's, it's thick. Dude. Okay. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Ooh. That shit is so gross. <laughs> it actually is hard to look at yeah. in the stores but near you. Oh, I understand man. the satisfaction of like getting rid of something. Oh, but like, fuck. like to that degree, like I'm not looking for a shot glass full of pus. Like, that's a lot of pus. Yeah, like, but it's not real pus. It's faux pus. Yeah, but it's real on those fucking Instagram pages you follow, you sick bastard. I don't follow any of those. I, I do go to it once in a while. Ugh. No, but one of you fuckers followed a bunch of teeth videos and stuff on my fucking <laughs> Instagram. We did it. Where do, you, where do you even buy something like that, though? Like, uh, the internet. Yeah, the internet. Yeah. It's, um, where you buy everything these I days. Guess. Amazon. Um, oh, Pop It Pal is what it's called. Yeah, get one for your kids. It. It's uh, Pop It Pal on Facebook. That is, is really making me feel sick oh yeah it's nasty oh shit, nasty dude. as fuck um but what i've been kind of watching a little bit a lot recently is uh, bot fly videos oh uh, those are gross those are fucking crazy what are bot flies oh you don't know what a bot fly is i think uh, i've heard of this taylor is will really the, like a video that's getting their 
get in their eye, they have to take the cat's eye out? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Humans can is? get it too, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dude, there's a there's Dude, a crazy one of a guy with a bot fly in his head. And they pull out this big old so piece of larva. What happens again? Is it a huge bug? Yeah. It, but it starts Ugh. as like a little egg. And it, it, it hatches and grows in you. And you pull, it out, you pull it out, and this thing is like, dude, it's like bigger than my fat fucking CF thumb. Where do you get them? Like, like, uh, like places like where you just were, like Nicaragua. <laughs> Actually, this is a this is a perfect segue. Tell us about your Nicaragua trip, dude. Uh, well, the whole the trip was fantastic. I mean, I was I was in Nicaragua running a teacher training. I was, I was facilitating a teacher training, yoga teacher training, like a Jonestown type of place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of uh, lots of white. Um, right, you're all about Jonestown lately. I know eh? you are. You, you bring up Jonestown all. The time. So I've been listening to, listening to the last podcast the last on the left. Yeah, yeah. it's why. a good it's a good series. Mm-hmm. Dude, five episodes on Jonestown. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, so I. I had a great time. Uh, weather was amazing. Uh, the place we stayed was amazing. The group we had was amazing in our training. Um, so everything was great. There was about 12 hours that weren't so great. And this 12 hours oh, That's was a long time because I know what you're about to talk about. And, that's a long time. And the 12 hours, the 12 hours were due to a, a moment in time where I was bit. By by I Kyla, was, I was yeah. Kyla bit you yeah. by a mosquito. Yeah, I sometimes I was about to go to say something, then I thought, eh, Kyla might not like that, <laughs> so I just decided to hold back. So what were you gonna say? No, <laughs> we on. can just we can just cut it. Yeah, come was, on, no, was, yeah, yeah, say it, was, it dude. No, it just, just you say, sometimes what? Shitty sexual joke. <laughs> a uh, shitty sexual joke or a real anecdote of your sexual life? A uh, shitty sexual joke. Okay. okay. So um, so I'm in the bathroom. Hashtag Kyla about, likes biting. <laughs> so we're in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, getting ready to go to bed. Kyla's beside me, and there's like you know whatever bathroom, to- uh, bathroom sink and toilet are like three or four feet apart, and she's standing to my left. I'm taking a piss, and I am, I'm fully naked in the bathroom taking a piss. Foreskin pulled back, obviously, because I have it. And when you piss standing up, you have to bring it back. It's for all the ladies out there. Who might Why do you have to pr- bring it back? I well, don't have be- foreskin. Well, because if you don't, then like you're you're it's like. And then you pee, it's like skewed off to one direction. It's like, it's like, dude, if you have a water balloon and the balloon's not tied and you like pull the, the balloon mouth open and the water it sprays goes, out. So, it's just like, it's just not do, accurate. Brandon, yeah. do you have a foreskin? Yeah. You're I'm, the only, I'm the only snip dude in this room. Yeah, yeah dude. You, like, you're a dying breed, man. But if we were in the States, Am though. Am I a dying breed? You are. Oh, I yeah. feel like it's not. I feel it in the states isn't rare. It's it's more prevalent in the states. Like when I went down to play hockey, almost all the dudes I played hockey with were circumcised. Is that why like a lot of porn stars are circumcised? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Exactly. Um, okay, so I I'm taking a piss. I pull, have my foreskin pulled back, and like I was saying before, if if, if for you anybody, have to for anybody who doesn't we got know, it. you have we to while you're got standing it. up, and so I then, and this is basically for anybody who doesn't have foreskin or any any. Any woman who's like, oh, I don't really know how that works. So after I'm done peeing, you put the foreskin back over the head of your dick, my dick, and doesn't it do it automatically? No, no, I have to kind of just you just give a little push, and as I do that, I kind of like slide my thumb up to push it back over. So to push my thumb like up along the head of my dick as I'm pushing my foreskin back over, and as I do that, I feel like a really sharp pain, like a really sharp like sting. And I go, oh, sh- oh, Jesus. on your dick, on the head of my dick, and I go, oh shit, dude, that doesn't, that didn't feel right. 
That's not a nice place to and get And then I go, so then, so then I, with, I still don't pull the, my foreskin back yet. I just go, oh, what was that? So I just push on the same spot on the head of my dick again. And I go, oh, God. Why ooh. did you push it again? Just because I'm just wondering. I'm just pushing buttons, seeing what's wrong. And then, and then, so I push it twice more and I feel the same sting both times. And I go, oh, shit. So I pull my foreskin back. Are you are you audible here, or is or are you just doing this silently I'm doing and like this silently. and like like silently. like cross eyed like cock eyed looking at Kyla, being like, I hope she doesn't. Oh, no, oh, I, oh dude, God, I hope she doesn't with, see me. Oh. I've been with Kyla for seven years. I'm not giving a fuck about what <clears throat> she thinks about what I'm doing with my dick right now. So I'm I then pull my foreskin back. I'm talking like a two centimeter long, big red fire ant on my dick, on the head of my dick, and I go. And I'm like, I scream at the top of my lungs. And Kyle's like, holy fuck, what's going on? And I'm like, there's an ant on my dick. There's an ant on my dick. And I'm like freaking out. And what's funny is you're at this yoga teacher training and there's no walls. So like <laughs> there's just all the, <laughs> all the students that you're teaching. They're just like, whoa, whoa. Whoa! What is what is Master Taylor doing Master in there? <laughs> I made them all call me Master the whole time. So then, so then I'm so so I'm like I'm like holy shit! Oh my god! It was an ant! An ant bit my dick! And then I go and I go now, at this point. Do you think like they're gonna have to cut my dick off? No, no, no! I'm just like oh fuck! You didn't think of, like it was a poisonous and ant? And immediately Kyle was like, "Well, Google, what is a what does an ant bite do? Like, do you have to go to the doctor? Do you have to get antibiotics? Blah blah blah." And there's I'm like, too many types of ants. I'm like, fuck, there's, I don't there's know. A lot of ants. And yeah. I, lo- I just looked up fire ant. You know, fire ant bit my penis because you can't put dick in Google or else nothing <laughs> useful comes up. You got to put penis. Did you find mm. this out because you first put yes, dick? Yes, and it's just a bunch of jokes. <laughs> so, so then I put in penis and then I got some useful information. It was kind of like, hey, is it swollen? Blah, 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 blah. If it, if it swells a lot, then, uh, you know, put some polysporin on it. If it stays swollen, definitely go to the doctor. And this is specifically for the dick. Yes. Okay. Well, how do you how do you determine if the swelling of a dick is is like a poisonous ant bite or just an erection? Yeah, uh, because well. I think if you're not because uh, if you get erect, I, the yeah. swelling's still in that spot. <laughs> yeah, I think you just have to be. Yeah. Not if you get erect, your dick is that much bigger, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, wow, it's, this is not normal. So, so then I'm I'm looking at my dick and I'm going and I'm like looking at the symmetry because it's right on the side, so it was very easy for me to just look at it he- like head on, head on, head on, <laughs> part of the yeah. part. And and look and see that from the tip to the left and if the tip to the right, if that was not symmetrical, and it was not. Oh, so I was swollen on the right side pretty good. And he also bit me underneath, like on the inside of my foreskin. But he was just biting all over the place. Dude, he probably bit me four or five times. I did, think three times on the same spot. Did you annihilate him? Dick ant. Well, I think I crushed him inside my foreskin. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. So uh, he's still because, in there? Because, no, no. When I, oh, no. Dude, when, Taylor, you got to get that out of there. Because when, when I took it out, when I, like, when I fucking pulled it back and flicked it he he fell on the ground he was dead so he i must have killed him by like when i when i did the couple pushes on the head of my dick i think i killed him. was he dead or was he like euphoric no, he, from all that dick he was eating i think, was, I think <laughs> he, was he was just like oh i think he was dead so, um, why does he why does he have good. to be he well it could have been a could have been a she could have been, been i do ants are ants gendered I have. I am. I am well, assuming they have a biological sex. Yep. It's like the queen ant, um, right? So right. So basically, it hurt for like twelve hours. It was hard to sleep that night because it just like it just had a dull sting to it, and uh, and then that subsided. 
after about like it, like mid morning, I stopped feeling it, and then and now are you it's are a, you the kind of person? Mark, you saw I showed uh, you, you showed I me showed earlier. Yeah, it's, a, it's 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 like a it looks a bike a bite. It looks it, like Kyla bit a chunk of your dick off. Well, no, because there's not a chunk. It is real nasty. Like it's this big old, can, like it's necrotic, <laughs> and like it was like a little bit green around the edges. Can it we, did look nasty. Can we just uh, ask the question that everybody probably has? Um, yeah, dude, absolutely. What was an ant doing yeah. <laughs> under your How foreskin? Did he get Dude, there? Did that's he, that's, what, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm. So he must have been crawling on me from. Must have been on your way. hand. Because like they're quick, oh, right. like they're pretty quick. But yeah. how would he crawl up my fucking balls in my the back of my dick? Because he would have to crawl up the back of my dick. No, yeah. he was on your hand. You're holding right. your cock. Right. So he I know, just I know. runs off your thumb onto right. your head and in. Or, right. or, or off your thumb onto your onto your, Cause, your head because I couldn't imagine him head. getting up to your like your balls and then crawling up your shaft and then going in. No, he didn't <laughs> yeah. go in. No, he didn't go in. He went on and then I closed the door on. That's right because uh, Tay already man. had it pulled back. Yeah, so oh, Tay man. literally went. Good night and just yeah. like pulled the sheets over. You yeah. tucked him in. <laughs> yeah, you tucked him in. Good night, yeah. little buddy. Ta ta. He was like, "I'm not going to bed." Yeah, and then he bit me a bunch of times. And yeah, it hurt. I'm staying up late, dude. It stung so. Oh, bad. it's getting real tight in here. <laughs> Stop <laughs> squeezing it, me. It hurt. Sheets. It hurt so bad. Like it. Like afterwards, <laughs> dull sting for like twelve hours. But when it happened, it stung real bad. And uh, and now it's just a red. And now it's still there, and it looks like a fucking bite. Okay, I got a question. Are you the type of person who? Because I know these types of people. Who, when your dick is not feeling good and you just had it bit by a fire ant uh, and it's a little swollen, are you the type of person that's like, well, I'm not going to make fuck tonight because I got to give this a little rest? Or are you like, ah, it's a little swollen, but like, I can still get my rocks off. Well, like that night, no. You like didn't that, fuck that night? Not that night. How Maybe. about the next night? Uh, well, Even if you did or you didn't, it was would you have? It was definitely within two days. Okay, that I used. I feel like when you're when when there's a giant hole in the head of your dick, like there is right now, that because you just showed me the giant hole, it's not that. Um, you should wait. (laughs) It doesn't look good. The hole fills in. No, it's closed. It's less green and less like 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 yeah. You know, it's less yeah. like less. Uh, I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, dude. When you pulled that out and showed I me, waited. You know when you turn on a barbecue, and you, and it's like the summertime. It's a nice day out, and you look over the barbecue, kind of onto the horizon, and you see those like heat waves. I do, yeah. That rise up. That was happening from the hole. Like there was heat rising from it. Yeah, yeah. It's re- it okay. looked real hot. <laughs> okay, so so Taylor, um, after this experience, um, yeah, like you're fully recovered now. What has this experience taken from you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, for a night, it took away my ability to to come. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but like 24 hours later, I think it was I think it was two days later. Did it hurt when you came? No. Does it hurt? Does it hurt now? Like if you touch it, does no, it hurt? It's fine, dude. It's got your. You got your own supply of ointment right there. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, the, the jism. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, say what? Full of proteins and vitamin E. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, heal it right up. up. Um. So, what has this given you? <laughs> uh, well, it gave me an appreciation of how hard an ant can bite. I've never been bitten by an ant before. Dude, have you How watched? How crazy the, is that? My first ant bite was on the head of my dick. Have you watched those videos of the the, the like? The like modern day crocodile hunter guy, American who crocodile Dundee. No, no, no. He's, he's like, like alligator 
Dundee because they're alligators in the States. So. Yeah, basically. But he ba- his whole thing is he has, well, he does all these really nice like conservation videos and like, you know, and, and like it's an educational YouTube channel. But the the videos that he uses to draw people into his channel is he has the the worst rated pain bites from insects and animals and he has them bite him. Oh, does he do that? I heard Joe Rogan talk about the bullet ant. Yes. And he had a bullet ant bite him. And like, to be like insanely. Dude, watching this guy like scream, like those guttural screams that you hear when like, I don't know, that like kind of scar you after a fucking bullet ant or like a. It lasts a couple hours, I think. Oh, man, it's crazy. Can you imagine not biting the dick, your dick? But it's it's a couple of hours of you thinking that you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, And you got, you just got bit by like your standard Nicaraguan. Like red ant from the bathroom. Yeah, bathroom <laughs> ant. Yeah, it's a bathroom ant. Would this? I mean, he was big. Like, would you say that this will keep you from ever going back to Nicaragua again? Absolutely not. But I was fucking a little paranoid for the next few days every time I sat on the toilet because I was like, "Is there fucking? Is an ant gonna crawl up my fucking yeah. butthole and bite the inside?" Do you of my check anus? your penis now every time you pee? <laughs> right. I, I, I did. I did when I for the first few days traumatized. I was a little bit. Paranoid. I'd be freaking out too, man. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> They're all out to get you. Fuck, nasty as fuck. This is nasty. Um. Oh God. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it was really great. That's a fun little story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after that, I uh, just you know had to continue having a great time. So I'd never go back. Yeah, yeah, it's Nicaragua's fault. I'm putting in a, a, an official complaint to the government. What do you got, Brian? Uh, yo, so I'm going to read you guys this uh, this article that has an interesting "Would you rather" at the end. I like this. Okay? Uh, blue dye kills malaria parasites, but there is one catch. Okay, so it's hard to imagine that blue dye. Blah blah blah. blah. So there's this blue dye. Okay, and when blue guy when a mosquito bites you, okay. When a when a mosquito mosquito bites you, they can give you this thing that like you know prevents malaria from spreading from spreading. Yeah, you got it. And uh, so there's this blue dye in it. Okay, so they they give it to you, and if you have malaria, a mosquito bites you, it's not going to take that malaria and transfer it to anybody else anymore. So it slows the spread of malaria. Okay, okay? but when they give That's you this cool, when they give you this blue dye, you now all of a sudden. This is the quote from the article. The treatment being followed by an intense blue coloring is the treatment being followed by an intense blue coloring of the urine and the feces becoming blue on exposure exposure to light. It is not likely that it'll use be used much outside of hospitals. This is from like an old, old, old article. I'm sorry, so, wait, what? So when when you pee or when you poop and you're uh, urine or feces is exposed to light, it turns blue. Right. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Okay, so would you take this so that you could prevent the spread of malaria to other people? Or... Yeah. <laughs> but then... Is that a hard... Is there was there a would you rather in that in that yeah because yeah, is, is it so is would you it, rather like, spread malaria or have blue pee or poop is there actually I would, more than one answer to that I, I would I actually there's only one way to go I would actually not only would I love to stop malaria I would the spread of malaria I would also love to have blue shit and piss so I'm on board for both of those things what's the negative of having blue shit and dudes piss? I was wondering why I was feeling so weird I'm high as fuck right now. Oh, are you? Yes. 
<laughs> this makes so much sense. Oh, right. I'm like, so why we do had, I feel weird we in guest, here right now? We literally just had a guest in. Oh man, this makes sense. Um, uh, uh, Charmaine and she takes CBD oil and Brian stole her shit. He stole it from her purse. When she wasn't looking. When she we, wasn't looking. Now we got to cut this out of the podcast so she doesn't know. <laughs> and now Bryce high as fuck. How yeah, long you, we look, have, you look high as how fuck, How long dude? have we yeah. been recording for? Uh, we've been recording for seven and a half hours. No. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been about one. Oh, Holy God. fuck. That's so funny because yeah. you look stoned as shit. Can I see, Brian? Yeah. Open your eyes really wide there, buddy. Uh, you're, you wider? Guys, wider? Yeah, wider? Wider? Wider. Don't close them. Open them. I can't do it wider. <laughs> I can't really see your eyes Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Uh, Brandon, what's up, dog? Oh, you know. Just, Are uh, you high? You've just been sitting in the fucking court and haven't said shit. <laughs> I said some stuff. You said like three words. <laughs> All right. He's tripping. <laughs> yeah, f- yeah, fuck you, Brandon. Just kidding. <laughs> Brian's... Brian, Brian, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's tripping. <laughs> that's so funny. Dude, I'm looking for um, some good articles. That's so funny. Yeah, well, I mean... Well, you were having all your stuff, and he's getting his dick bitten. You're having some shit. You're having I a got, shitty week, I, too. I, I got some more cancer. <laughs> your cancer came back again. Again. Well, I don't think we uh, we ever covered that I got sick back in we April. Didn't, right? We didn't do a third, right. a so, third round, did so, we? Okay, so for those listening at home, you got, you got at 19 or 18? 18, yeah. 18 years old, you got cancer, you got osteosarcoma in your leg. Mm-hmm. Took your leg off. They were like, okay... You're good for now. Yeah. And then uh, a number of months later, like what, like a year later? Uh, I think it was like six months. Six yeah, months later, like cancer resurfaced or like there was a mass that resurfaced in your... In like your, a lymph node in like my groin. In your groin. Yeah. They took that fucker out. Yeah. Which was another crazy surgery. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, okay, you're good. And then a couple months later? Uh, yeah. In yeah April. Of last year. Last year. They were like, oh, you've got cancer in your lung. Yeah, it was like a baseball only, like, outside of my left lung. So they were like, we got to get that fucker out. Yeah. Did you have surgery or did they just, like, zap it? Oh, no, I had surgery, yeah. So you had surgery for that. Yeah. And then, and so this was, like, kind of a long period of, like, from April all the way up till you were doing chemo until, what, December or January? Uh, Recently, I just finished in uh, December. In December. Yeah, so it was couple months ago mm-hmm. you rang that bell and then like two days ago yesterday yesterday yeah. yesterday, yesterday. Yep. holy fuck brandon yesterday you find out what um yeah so i went in for the the follow-up scans <coughs> and i'm feeling good like i don't feel anything like you know like breathing wise you actually so, you look way way better than you did recently because now you got a little bit of a yeah, mustache and also you have eyebrows are looking really good it's your great. hair is kind of coming in so I wasn't expecting much uh, went in did the x-ray 
and uh, I went upstairs and I knew something was up right away because I was supposed to meet with a doctor after the x-ray and he's like, you got like a flu or like cold or, or anything, and coughing lately? And I was like, oh, fuck, like never good when you start with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just because like there could be inflammation in your lungs, right? Right. And he's like, yeah, so we got this thing deep in your right lung, like this little little thing. I uh, can't really tell what it is because of the x-ray, like because the imaging of an x-ray. So he's like, go get a CT. Uh, right now and so i go down and get the ct come back up and he's like yeah so it's bad uh oh, you, well, bad in the sense that like you have this small tumor deep in your right lung uh so it's super hard to get at uh possibly some other specs up in like the left pleura like the left lung uh and what's so, a pleura so pleura is like the sack that your lungs sit in okay all right yeah and then the actual uh like tumor on the right side is sitting in between like two branches of your lung. So it's not like in the lung, it's in between the branches that like run, I guess, off the lung and connect to mm-hmm. uh, whatever they connect whatever to. Yeah, yeah. Your breathing pipe. Your, your, <laughs> your, your, your trachea. trachea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, so it's small right now. It's not pushing on anything, not causing any issues. Uh, but the fact that it's there is an issue. <laughs> is an issue because you just went through like extensive chemotherapy yeah so chemo's off the table uh there's no more chemo i can have like period it's just like oh well you've done all the chemo we can do done all the chemo i can do all the chemo that really is like out there right now that's like frontline chemotherapy uh and at this point they'd say like your cancer is probably chemo resistant right because it's back because it's back when you when you um (laughs) came in this afternoon uh you mentioned that you might have to go to the states yeah. So, like, what would they do differently there? Just like, because my only option now would probably be surgery or studies, um, and studies being like immunotherapy studies or things like that. And last time when I had got cancer back in April, there wasn't a lot of studies here in Canada. Uh, right. There was only a few in the states, and we were looking at doing that. Yeah, because back in April you were decision. like, I like, might go to Tennessee. Yeah, and it was going to cost a bunch, and we had to go right. to the states. And then one of my oncologists was like, we should, we should give this chemo a try. Mm. And so I did. Uh, but obviously, it didn't work. Right. But uh, so that's why I'll probably have to go to the States because that's where likely all the studies will be. And the surgery, if they were to do the surgery from what I know so far, uh, would be pretty invasive. They'd like, it'd be almost like open heart surgery, right? Like they go through your sternum, break your sternum open. Yeah, right. Separate, Jesus break all your Christ. ribs and like go in. And, Shit is so nuts. You know, I'd lose two lobes of my right lung, probably. So I'd have half a lung. Right. And then you'd be kind of on par with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's often and often. It's kind, just, of, kind of funny to, like, <laughs> to think of that way. Yeah, but, like, yeah. legit. <laughs> but you'd like, be like, oh, yeah, I'm breathing, like, 50% but capacity. When you, when you put yeah. it that way, though, it's like, well, you're doing okay. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, it's all right. I did throw my back out really severely. I don't know if you guys told you about that. But uh, a few weeks ago, no, really, I was shoveling the driveway, threw my back out. Are you being serious right and now? And it was absolutely... <laughs> I got to use the bathroom, so uh, just tell that story while I go pee. Dude, you're going to get lost in my house. Yeah. So you're never going to find your way back. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy um, to think that they... like Every time I think about doing surgery on that part of the body, I just think of like they cut you open and they do the thing, but then I totally forget that there's a huge cage... Mm. surrounding all of that stuff. Yeah, like I'm, a huge cage that is there to make sure nothing touches all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they, already, they already took out four of my ribs last time, so I mean, I don't, I'm right. missing a couple, right? Right. 
two on each side? Or no, it's four on the left. Four on the left. Yeah. Dude, this is um, a. This is fucking crazy that you found this out yesterday, mm-hmm. and that we're talking about this right now on the podcast. Because when you, uh, Brian was like, "Yeah, Brian's gonna come over and hang out while we record," and I was like, "Yeah, sweet." And then, like immediately, I went, "Oh, okay. Make sure we don't try to bring this up," because I just assumed, like, dude, it's fresh. It's fucking. It's as fresh as it can be. Yeah. Um, what's going through your head? Like, what do you? What does one think when cancer comes back for the fourth time? And you found out like 24 hours ago. Yeah. Um, well, I find one thing I find is like, you know, the first time you get cancer, first, first diagnosis, like there's this big stage of like being sad and being yeah. upset. And then the stage of like, okay, I need to do something now. Yeah. I've had that moment. And like each time that like sad, you know, have to get over that, it gets shorter. And so, like, yesterday they told me, and I was upset. And then after that, I was like, okay. You ate lunch, and you were like, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Let's yeah. Let's do it. You, what, what do I do now? Yeah. Um, yeah, you get more on, like, the offensive quicker. Mm. You know? I, I like that, because you you say that as in, like, that's the general thing. Like, yeah, that's what, this is what people do. But I don't think that's true. I think that's you, right? And there's there's people who I think... Man, Brandon, I'm telling you right now, that would lose. I feel energy. like if I was in your position and I found out for the fourth time I had cancer, my state would have been and would be, I'm done. Like, I'm, I fucking don't, I don't, I'm, I'm tapping out. But the fact that you are like, you this close in are going, all right, cool. What, like, what do we do next is, astounding to me it's just like man i think i think think that's fucking i think that's super powerful i also think for the people around you like for like for me for example as as one of your best friends like hearing you say all right yeah i'm good like i can i can i can do this like i'm ready for ready for whatever's to come Mm. i mean that's makes me feel better that you yeah you yeah. feel that way, and yeah. like whether you're yeah. putting that on for somebody else or whether you you actually feel that way, and I, I know that you mm. can truly feel that way. But Ooh. for example, when my mom got cancer, and she's like, oh, "I just don't, I want to protect them. I, I don't want to talk too much about it." Like, I I I think that your ability to, to be that way, I do. I agree with Jer. I think that that is you, mm. but I also think that it helps the people around you be strong too. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But there's there's that takes a strength that I don't think is, I don't, I, I don't think is uncommon, but I, I also don't think is, it, I, not everyone, not everyone has that fucking strength mm-hmm. that you well, do, dude. It's interesting because you, because when you say that, when you're like, oh, I'm like, you just got to get on the offensive. Just got to like, it's like that, that sad period is like getting yeah. shorter and shorter. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel that same way in pretty much everything in life because that's what I've been, that's what I've dealt with. And I've always been like, uh, you know, we all have been like competitors in sport and that's what I do in sports. It's always like, okay, well that was a setback. Fuck. What's the next thing? Like never quit that type of attitude in work, in sport, in everything. But for some reason, I feel like there's more of a general attitude. Like you said, it's not uncommon, but it's not the norm. To to not have that attitude when it comes to 
like life and death. Yeah, or, but or you also get more intensity. numb to it, right? I mean, yeah. I've been dealing with this for three years. So every time, you know, the the second time I got cancer, they're like, you know, this isn't good. Uh, and, you know, they make it seem like, well, you know, this could be it. And then it's like, okay, well, then I got cancer a third time. And then they're like... Do you feel like you're at odds with the doctors? Uh, not, because they're not, like, they're like, oh, f- like, don't get your hopes up. It's like... Old. Well, I mean, even when I got cancer the third time uh, and we were doing the chemotherapy the expectation there was no like this will cure you mm-hmm. there was like this may buy you many some many years but they, they, they didn't know right it was it's when you get in when you when you have cancer come back a second time and a third time you're getting into like uncharted territory Ooh, right. so there's no studies to say if we gave chemo to people that had three relapses uh and this was their survival ship. There just isn't enough people. I wonder what yeah. the, like what the number, what the highest number of relapses there has ever uh, been on someone who's lived the longest. Dude, you know, my, I know my grandmother had cancer like four or five times. Whoa. I know a guy who's had an osteosarcoma and you know same surgery as me and all that. Uh, he's had it six times. Whoa! Yeah. But luckily, over how many years? Uh, <coughs> I guess he, yeah. I guess there, there's he's had times where he was in remission for you know, three years, five years, whatever it was. Comes so it's quite a, quite a period. Yeah, he's had a longer period. Uh, and luckily oh. his were all, you know, operable yeah. because treatment wouldn't be an option after that many times. Yeah, right. So they're just taking them out, right? Yeah. Hmm. Holy fuck, man. Yeah, so I'll find out in the coming weeks what, really don't know what the plan is. Yeah, uh, that's what the, they're probably... I'm probably not doing now. It's the weekend. Doctors don't work on the weekend. (laughs) They're like, yeah, people don't get sick on the weekend. We'll deal with you next week. Coming back to your point, Tay, though, about like, you know, in sport, like never giving up and and being like, well, there was a setback. I got to like push forward and go forward. Um, That's the, that's the thing that makes sport fun. That's the part of the competition that makes it stimulating and, and addictive and like, that that drive to like not for be a lot better. of people. Well, I think for I think but, for a lot of people that like really fucking enjoy well, people sport. Who, people who do well, yeah, that's what it is. But that's the thing when it comes to things like life and death and sickness is there's a pain that I think makes it a lot easier for people to go. I don't want to do that again. Mm. Like, dude, the other day when I had that like I had this food poisoning or whatever the fuck it was, it was it was like really intense abdominal pain. And I had this moment where I went, if this is, if this is like intestception, intestception again, fuck man, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to do that. But like, the alternative is to live. Yes. And that's, and that's yeah, right. Of course. To, that's of course. akin to the sport. It's the mm, thing you want to keep doing. You want to keep playing. So you keep on going through the adversity. Now the sport is your life and you want to keep on living it. Right. But, and, and when I, okay, so I should, I should correct myself when I said, when I was saying that to Brandon earlier, I, I didn't I, mean I know you mean. I didn't mean way. give up and go. No, no, I'm no. done. I know. I just. I meant more of hard. like of like, the, like becoming that like gray cloud. Yeah, just and like just being, being like disheartened. Ugh, yeah, disheartened. Like, oh, just like I, I just don't have like the energy to like see yeah, yeah. people. I totally, I fucking, totally, you know, come on a podcast and talk about it the next day when I find <laughs> out I have fucking cancer. And it, you know? but the the interesting thing about that though is I don't think it's a choice. Like it's it's not like well, I don't know. It is, is it a choice. I mean, it might be, but there's also the fact that like if you if you take somebody who's on the on the gray cloud side of it, if you will, and and look at them learning of their prognosis and and learning that they have cancer and how devastating that would be. 
And then all of a sudden, like that triggers an emotional response in their brain and then sets them off into like this state of depression that mm. that it's not it's almost like you don't you don't think, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to choose to be mopey about this. No. Right. It's no. like yeah. I'm emotionally rattled that I was given this awful prognosis and now I can't bring myself to actually have a positive outlook about it. But that I mean, we're getting a little existential maybe, but like yeah. the and, and philosophical. But that is it, it is a choice in the way of if you can slow down and be and be mindful in a moment of chaos, you are like it's almost like a moment where your actual where your consciousness is able to realize that it's separate from you. Mm-hmm. You can make a decision and go, okay, well, now I can, I can, I can zoom out on this and see my my situation right now, and I can go in one or two directions. I guess, I guess, to be a little bit more clear too, like it's it's almost like I'm wondering if that emotional shock can trigger depression in the same Dude, I'm sure it can. in the same way that like you can't cheer up you can't choose yeah. to not be depressed right you know sure. yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah have, right. you, have you ever have you like like you said that the sadness gets smaller but mm. was that sadness ever big in any point of like your fucking adventure with cancer over the past few years like yeah i'd say like the the first time i got sick when i had to spend like the longest time in the hospital and i was right. basically in the hospital for you know eight months like a year, just, yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. living in the hospital uh that was pretty depressing and, and just being stuck in there. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I dealt with it those ways and um, that was because you didn't know us yet. Yeah. I didn't know you guys. One of the things that I, I kind of think is interesting about this and I haven't felt this way before. It's like having this conversation with you. Um, I'm able to appreciate the fact that you're like so willing to talk about something like this, but it also makes me really sad. Like having, the conversation and like hearing about it and learning about it. And I know that like, that's kind of one of those things that, you know, parents or people will do to protect their friends is just not talk about it. And it's almost this really interesting feeling that I get, because I know that talking about it helps Mm. and can make you feel closer to the person and can make it more easy to understand. Mm -hmm. But like being this person sitting here as your friend, I'm like, Fuck, man, this does just make me Well, dude, why like, do you sad. think they, they tell doctors not to get emotionally attached to their patients? Mm. I mean... Did like, I say that? Brian, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, Brian, uh, Brian, Brandon's, like, you know, one in oh, however many guests that we've had that have, like, really become, like, a great friend to us, whereas mm. most of the other uh, people that we talk to, they like, we don't give a fuck about them. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. Like, they we, leave like, this room and it's like, good fucking riddance. <laughs> See you <laughs> fucking later. See you later. No, but you know, we have the conversation with them, and like by and large, we you know we might ch- chat with them like every now and again and have brief conversations, but we haven't like created a friendship with very, yeah. very many of the people that have come in. So you know, like it definitely does make it a fucking. It's a hits it's home a, a little more. Yeah, yeah it's a definitely it another dimensional but challenge it, for yeah. uh, for us, like having befriended you and. And and like really being with you from like other than that first experience, like we've been there with you, you know, the, the whole way. I think Ooh, the thing that I find the, yeah. the thing I, I find always bring my pom poms kind of ironic is like what like we sit here <laughs> and, you know, we just had somebody in earlier today talking about their situation, which is a sad and tough situation to be in. And we're like, oh, yeah, it's so great that you just openly talk about it because it's great that the person who lives with the illness can like, 
you know, get that off their shoulders. But then you think about, for example, Charmaine, who was in here just talking about her cancer. It's like, oh, but her her daughter has to process that too. And I know that she doesn't want to shelter her daughter from reality, but it's still like, holy fuck, that emotional mm. burden for that person who's close to the person going through the illness is like, man, that's shitty to deal with. Mm-hmm. But mm. at the end of the day, and what I really applauded with Charmaine was that that's life. And right. Yeah, she's, absolutely. She's, yeah. she's yeah. showing her daughter a really, a really authentic, uh, authentic reality. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that's, that's a lot more valuable than a, than a, you know, a, a pre-designed or a, fabricated one how's your fam taking it uh i mean almost i think they almost get more numb to it each time as well yeah you know uh my my mom's taking it hard but you know so is my dad and i thought about your mom uh as soon as brian called me yesterday i was like oh fuck man it's like your mom was one of the first people i thought about yeah she was uh she was there when i found out it was uh it was pretty rough Mm. but um i mean yeah they've been through it every step of the way with me too so i mean i think they're kind of in the same place i am like mm-hmm. what do we do what it, it, it's really like you know what what's out there that that'll help me uh you know quality of life things like that uh, what studies are out there and they're on the same page of like looking for that now and mm-hmm. not waiting and what know. do you think uh do, do you think do you think i mean maybe fuck from a parent's perspective, I feel like it, this might be a stupid question because it might not matter at all. But do you think that there's like there's more or less it's easier or harder to deal with when it's close together? Like you've been, you know, more or less back to back to back to back mm. with this. Do you think it'd be more devastating if there was like a period in between where you thought that you were in the clear? Uh, maybe like they get more, if I was in the, in the clear for a period of time, maybe that would give them hope that like, Oh, it's gone. It's yeah, good. Right. Right? That's what I'm thinking. And then it comes back and you're like, Oh fuck. But at the same time, there'd probably be reasons that they're like, well, he had all that time that he was healthy to do all this stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, great. Like, I think it has its pros and cons and reasons yeah. they'd be upset and not upset. Cause like I, I thought that and I, and I thought to myself, I went, Oh, that's a good question. And then I actually thought, dude, who gives a fuck, dude, their parents and their son is sick that like they're fucking devastated regardless who cares mm. um so that's you know, a stupid thing to say, you know when you know when like say say you're you're a fan of the pittsburgh penguins okay jerry i know you're a leafs fan but but bear with me um <coughs> say they're down like four three in the game and it's like one minute left in the period oh man i hate that and feeling. and oh, Sidney crosby goes on the ice all of the pittsburgh penguin fans are like there's that like Kind of like, oh, like Sidney Crosby's on the it's ice. I love right? that feeling. It's how right? I feel when Tom like, Brady gets the ball. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like Tom Brady's marching down the field. Yeah. He got the ball back. All right, yeah. he's got a chance to go down and tie this game up, Absolutely. right? That's the feeling that I have for Brandon when he's like, I've got cancer. Because I'm like, man, if there's anybody who can battle through there's the anyone adversity. anyone that's going to Crosby the fuck out of this cancer. <laughs> if there's anybody who can come through the adversity and make that comeback and like, and... <clears throat> You know, Brand's against all odds, <laughs> against all odds, come back and do it. It's it's Brandon. Like Brandon is, he could be the Patriots down 
in the 2017 Super Bowl against the Falcons Dude, in the fourth quarter. What you just said there about coming all over the uh, <laughs> adversity. adversity. I was watching a video the other day, and it was, uh, it was totally accidental, this sports announcer calling a football game. And he's like, he's like that. That's what happens. That's what happens when you give him the ball. He just keeps coming, coming, I heard coming, this. coming down your throat. <laughs> no, no. Did he say coming down? Your yeah, throat? he's like, he's oh, like, God. he'll just keep coming, coming, coming down your throat. I don't and then I there's like a one. there's like a brief like silence. I think it was with Tony Romo. And oh I feel my like Tony God, Romo dude. was kind of like, he'll just keep coming, <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming down your throat. That's so funny. Um, I wanted to, so I I mentioned this on our last week's episode, but um, I've been like on this really hardcore sci-fi grind as of late, like because I've been I've been so sick that um, I threw my back out. I I don't know if I told you guys this, but I threw my back out really badly. Get out of here! And so the other day, I I tweaked it, and it just immediately (laughs) cinched up. I couldn't move; had to crawl everywhere. Anyway, I spent a lot of time. Wait, are these two separate instances? Are they they the same thing? That's the same thing. Uh, All this time that I spent ill in the last month, I've been uh, digesting a lot of media. In particular, a fuckload of sci-fi. So I just watched Altered Carbon, which is this new Netflix series. Was it okay? You know what? It's not... I'm not a huge fan of that guy. It's Me neither. And and I had some reservations because of that because I didn't like him on House of Cards. Yeah, but it's it's not a bad show. It's not amazing. It's not like ten out of ten, but it's worth investing in because it's pretty cool if you can follow it. Someone One, said it's a pretty slow. Burn. What is it it's like? Dense mm, and it's slow. Yeah, One it season, like eight episodes, type of thing. Like, ten what ten are we episodes. At? Okay, yeah, Netflix. So, so anyway, yeah. basically, it's about a, a futuristic 12. world where you can download your consciousness into other bodies. Mm-hmm. Right, cool. we can just like we can live in different bodies. We can live forever. Joe Rogan's world. That yeah. would have yeah. been helpful for the people in the Maze Runner if they could have done that. And I just I recently rewatched Blade Runner twenty forty nine, one of my favorite movies that I've seen in the last like decade. Um, and I watched I watched a couple other things that are in that same sort of realm. And a big thing that is that is a part of this is like cybernetics. Mm. So it's like you know, someone loses their arm. Uh, oh, Ghost in the Shell. That's the other one I watched, but the the original, the the um, anime. Like someone loses their arm. Was Ghost in the Shell the one with uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Horrible it rendition. Looked, it looked horrible. It's fucking horrible. The anime, unreal, super cool. So someone loses their arm, and instead of being an amputee, they get they have the option of getting like a fucking robot arm that can lift cars and you know punch dudes like the length of a football field or whatever no brainer. Yeah. So get that crazy arm. But in, while you're watching that, yes, of course it's a no brainer. You're going to get that arm and do that thing. But would you in real life? So Brandon, let's Hmm. say like tomorrow they're like, Hey, we have this like, so we have this like technology now where you can have like a superhuman leg. Also, we're going to remove that cancer out of your lungs, but we got to, those lungs are shit. We got to get rid of them. So we're either going to put some other person's lungs in there. They'll be regular or for a fee, we can upgrade those lungs to like lungs that you can hold your breath for upwards of like 25 minutes or, awesome. you know, you can like, you can, you'll have <laughs> breathe underwater, <laughs> breathe underwater or whatever. Yeah, of course. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Would you, where's the butt? What? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> that's, that's, but that is, there is a butt. There is a butt because 
Like a money butt? No, not a money butt, but like a... It's like, connected to Wi-Fi, so like it can be hacked? Like an ethical sort of like... Like, would you... Would you... Would you be open to a world where that was possible? Knowing that it could definitely lead to some like hardcore... Let's put like, let's yeah. think of this in a, bl- yes, okay. like in a Robot. black mirror sense. Okay. It, more so in the sense that instead of lungs that you could breathe better, they were going to take your leg off and give you a gun leg. But not even a gun it's leg, like dude, not even a gun leg. Think of like a fucking leg that can kick a hole through a, a, a steel wall. Right. Okay. Right. Like I'm like talking like banks and like all that. Yeah. Shit. Like, all you're that talking, kind of shit. Yeah, you're talking about like superhero. You're talking about Marvel shit. Basically. Yeah. Like, would you, would you be someone who's like. <clears throat> I'm down for this, hmm. trusting that the government can like regulate it in some way. Or would you be like, absolutely not. Like we are human. I know that none of us are like really super religious and we wouldn't have any sort of like qualms about the human body I, yeah, living forever yeah, and like whatever. I, yeah, I don't care about that. No. <laughs> well, I, I just think, <laughs> I think that the inevitable nature, because because in this scenario, you're making these things available to like the everyday person, which mm. available to the everyday person is is always going to be an issue. It's the reason. Right? It's the it's reason, reason it's why. A, it's the reasons why military grade weapons aren't available to everyday people because they're just like it's just it's in the hands of the wrong person. It is. It is. It's, sure, it's, it, dude. It's what sure. fucking Tom Clancy movie. But hold on. But hold on. About they're like. <laughs> Sure, in in right now, today, right now, that is true. But also today, right now, the internet is available to anybody Mm -hmm. and in particular people's hands and not people who work for military, people that fucking got fucking dark under their eyes, zits all over their face. They just graduated high school and they've just sat in front of a computer their whole fucking life are are using that technology to... But they're not even using elections they are, or, they are using it, but they're also the pioneers of manufacturing that within the internet. Like the internet is its own technology and when it was created, it didn't have sure. that in mind. But there's people that have come along and because it's this open source, right. so, they've been able to create the use, that use. So let's say that cybernetics is kind of falls within that same territory. Taylor's saying that like okay, so a doctor because it creates, kind of already is okay. So a doctor creates a set of like mechanical lungs, for example, hmm. that can help Brandon breathe. Okay, yeah. so Taylor's saying that the same like pimply faced zitted kid in the basement doesn't have the money or access to that technology to all of a sudden design a leg that can kick through a wall or something like that. Like the internet is accessible to everybody because it's on a computer that we all now have. Basically, like it's. But you're assuming that the tech is too expensive. Yeah, that you can't like 3D yeah. print it. Yeah, sure. Anybody yeah. can buy a fucking 3D printer. Okay, mm-hmm. so then what about what anybody about can take anybody can take can not can, anybody can buy a 3D printer that that produces uh like weight like mega weight bearing and and engineering engineer level. Sure. At this stuff. point. At this point, at but this maybe point. you can fucking hack it. Maybe <laughs> okay. you can hack a 3D printer. How about this? 3D you know? printer. 3D printer. I mean, it's, very, it's very much akin to uh, whatchamacallit, the, 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 the new Spider-Man movie. Did you see the new Spider-Man movie? No, no, yeah. With, Homecoming? Uh, with, um, what's his name? Homecoming? Uh, yeah, but who's the Venom. Uh, Venom. Tom Hardy. Birdman? No, not Birdman? He, Isn't there a Venom out. movie coming up, though? Coming I thought that's what you're talking Birdman. about. He's actually Birdman in... His, he's in, Vulcan in, in the thing, but he might as well be Birdman. Who played Birdman again? What's his name? Uh, Tom Selleck? No, no. What? 
Um, fuck, what's his name? Magnum P.I.? He was also Batman. Like, or way, like oh, old, George Clooney. Old, old school Batman. No, before him. <laughs> fuck. Do you know exactly who I mean? And you're not... Old. Sean Connery. No, oh, God damn it. He was also the snowman that played hockey. <laughs> Robin Williams. I know every movie this guy's been in, but I can't fucking remember his name. You know exactly who I mean. It's driving me crazy. Patrick okay. Swayze. I hate you. <laughs> okay. So so how about this? How about um if we had the ability to create that technology where you could like like all cybernetics were possible. Yeah. Or instead we invested that money in making sure that everybody in the world had clean drinking water. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That would be a way better use of money. Uh, <laughs> because because people that's in the world issue, don't have issue, that. You know, we haven't solved that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like... Really we've, made, we've made internet wanna, accessible for like sure. 75%. 75% sure. of the world is on Facebook and, and not 100% of the world has clean drinking yeah, water. Jeremy's yeah. like, but water's boring. Yeah, I, I want, want to kick holes through leg. fucking walls. Yeah, like what yeah. the fuck? Well, yeah. you know what, Brian? You really just brought that into perspective. Would you take it though? Would you take those lungs? Would you take that crazy leg? Well, fuck yeah. Yeah, I would say... Dude, I would take them. You I take my lungs. <laughs> I know there's people that would say no. But who who is thinking about that on the, on such a far-reaching basis that they're like, no, on principle, I don't want this to get into the wrong Yo, hands in a hundred years. Let's make an instant poll. Like, uh, let's not do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, this was uh this was fun. This was uh It was fun. Yeah. And yeah. Brandon, I mean it's not fun that you got your cancer back. Hey. It's fun, but hey, it's fun here. having you here to talk about some shit. It just keeps bringing me up on the podcast. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. You know, um, just a, a shout out. Andrew Murray just sent me this uh, this meme. I love how hotels will charge you two hundred and fifty dollars for smoking in your room, but you can literally jizz on anything you want. There's no charge. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's very true. That is so true. Oh man. wow, that is really funny. Yeah, just can keeps you coming, that? coming, you, coming down your throat. Coming down your throat. Can you send that to me, Brad? That's fucking hilarious. I can. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you all for tuning in. This was kind of fun. We don't get to do these host episodes too often. Uh, we love just kind of sitting down, shooting the shit for a little while. Uh, hey, listen, before we go. <clears throat> We've got a few things on the go. Um, uh, this week, actually, uh, uh, today, actually, we are doing a live show at the Stubborn Goat. That is tonight. It's sold out. Fucker sold out real quick. Uh, but uh, if you're Should've coming, sold more tickets. If you're coming, we're we can't wait to see you. Um, and it's going to be really fun. <sighs> and um, hopefully, there's a live stream that you can tune into online. There might. Oh yeah, that's right. There might be. Yeah. So if you are a patron, if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, you're you're likely you're going to get that for free. Um, if you are not, check our Facebook, check our Instagram, check our Twitter, check sickboypodcast.com slash shows and yeah, we'll put a and, link there. And there will be a link there for you to check out the live stream of our show if we can figure it out. We're, we've got something lined up. It's kind of cool. It'd be really fun if you could join us um, on top of that. Toronto, Ontario, we are coming to you. March 1st, coming. We, are coming. we are coming, 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 coming. down your throat <laughs> on March 1st. Uh, we are going to the Bloor, the, the Ted Rogers Bloor Cinema to screen the Sick Boy documentary on March 1st. Tickets are on sale. Uh, we want to see fucking all of you. And guys, you guys don't know this yet. Uh, that night, Rich O'Coin's playing a show. 
Oh, no, no way. How fun will that be? You know what? Sweet. I don't listen to Rich enough, and I oh, I'm gonna really, pl- I'm gonna play I, really a song. I really love his music. Yeah, I me just too. I don't know why I don't listen Dude, to him. I'm going to play a song. His newest single is such a hype track. It's fucking, it's so cool. Dude, hype AF. Hype AF. Uh, so we're going to be in Toronto March 1st. Uh, we're going to be there for a few days. We're going to record some episodes. Working on getting a venue for a live show. Again, keep your eyes peeled. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All the details. By the there. time this is out, the show is probably going to be up on sickboypodcast.com slash shows. And probably sold out. Um, so act quick if it's not. Uh, and and then Ottawa. Ottawa, we're coming to you on March 6th. Algonquin College. Tickets are on sale. Algonquin College. Algonquin College. Algonquin College. Algonquin College. We're coming to you. Uh, we got a live show in Ottawa. We can't wait. That's going to be really fun. Tickets, you can find tickets at. <laughs> I think you just get them at the door. Uh, you can also buy them online. Okay. And we'll put the link up Sweet. on sickboypodcast.com/shows. Bingo. And then. Oh my god! Oh my god! Does this ever it end? It doesn't end. We had a lot going on. We're March seventh. I'm going to be on the social. You ever watch that show? With Rosie O'Donnell? Uh, no, now you the, do. That's like the View. I think. <laughs> oh damn it! Whoopi Goldberg, but the Canadian version of that show. You know what? I heard she's a she's a fat she's a fat person. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> she's, a, she's, she's a fatty. <laughs> He did that say is that. so funny, yeah. but I feel like we have to cut that. No, thing. I'm doing the Trump. <laughs> I know you were doing the, the Trump. Trump. Yeah, dude, she would annihilate him. Oh, I love man. her. If they had a fucking debate. <laughs> she would roll right over him. She would. Um, so, so. <laughs> oh, Brian! Brian's dead. <laughs> March seventh. I'm going to be on the social. Uh, I. I I'm, I hope I, I don't know what that's going to be like. I, I feel like I'm going to be so shy Brian, and and really awkward. So I hope I don't fuck it up. Brian and I will be uh, en route in 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 flight. So we will we'll be cheering you on from our flight yeah. down to Austin, where we will be performing uh, at South by Southwest on March 10th. 10th. We're not really performing. We're just kind of like. Just having a chat. Well, we're we're doing it. We, yeah, we're doing a live show. When we do live shows, I say we're performing. It is a performance. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Come out to our shows, um, and then we're just going to be hanging out uh, and doing festival stuff there and recording some episodes. So, if you're in the Austin area, the Texas area, you want to be on the show, apply sickboypodcast.com/slash contact, and we'll uh, see you in Dallas. Iron lungs. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, oh, uh, well, should we run through all the other shit? Nah, let's leave. Fucking. It Patreon, give us money, subscribe. subscribe, and all that shit. And thanks, Donovan. Yeah, thanks we don't have any sponsors, so uh, yeah. uh, Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, that's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor, and I'm Jeremy. Uh, and that's uh, Brandon, and over Brandon, Brandon over here. Brandon over here. And this is sick work. <laughs>